To grow, we need to be ready to adapt and change. So, some more good news is now Be The Good. Same positive vibes, just a name all my own. Be The Good is all about people doing good in the world while following their passions, good for their own souls and for others. I'm Kate Cherichello, and welcome to today's episode. Let's spread a little more goodness in the world. I am absolutely delighted that I have Shelly Brown, the executive director of the State Theater in Easton, Pennsylvania, here today. And I know Shelly through the Freddie Awards. I was a freshman in high school the first year that they uh, that they were started. And the Freddie Awards is an annual celebration of accomplishments in high school theater throughout the region. It is now Emmy Award winning and continues to this day. And the state has brought so much positive attention to the arts in the community from the Freddies as well as through their year-round programming, spreading lots of good. So Shelly, I can't thank you enough for being here. Thanks for having me, Kate. It's wonderful <laughs> always to see you. I feel like I've known you since, well, you've always been poised and beautiful, but oh. I've known you forever. <laughs> well, thank you. I know it, it, it's crazy how long it's been. Uh, yeah. I, can't, I can't get over. And I saw today too that the Freddies have now surpassed this they surpassed it a couple years ago the one million dollar mark in giving away scholarships two million two you're million. out there you're yeah. at two now yeah yeah wow well, one of the scholarships that we've been giving uh is is a full four-year ride i mean the whole thing ninety five thousand dollars and i think there have been four or five of those already so um at west virginia so in their yeah. theater program. Yes, fantastic. Not only a performance scholarship, but also a technical theater scholarship, which thrills us to death. So, you know, it's just, it grows and grows. And it's been very frustrating the last two years because obviously with the problems of, uh, in schools, we haven't been able to do a traditional show. So I'm hoping because this year's the big 20th, as you said, so. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, already crossed. there. Well, Shelly, I know I'm getting ahead because I'm so excited to talk to you, but just tell us who you are and what you do in your own words. I am uh, Shelly Brown. I am a, let's see, I run the State Theater Center for the Arts. Before that, I was a television producer and television on-air talent and documentary producer and show producer. And so those are the two real um, uh, job passions, if you will, you know, that, uh, that, I, that I've had. I've had two incredible jobs. And the great part about the Freddie Awards is that I got to blend uh, something that I thought I had really left behind, television, with theater. And one of the reasons that our show is really the only one in the country. There are a lot of high school musical theater programs, but one of the reasons that ours evolved the way it did is because I was a television producer and I couldn't imagine doing, you know, having this great final celebratory, you know, night with it's not being able to be seen by more people than just 1500 people who were in the theater. And I was like, well, we can do it as a TV show, a live TV show. And which proved to be very, very difficult, which is, I think, why there aren't more. It's very difficult to layer a live show on top of a theatrical show. And, um, and the reason why, when it's done on television, it has, you know, a $20 million budget. I mean, because it's so hard to do. And, but it's, it's been something that's been a labor of love all these years and has grown into um, a real community fixture and means a lot to, to young people and has changed a lot of people's lives. So it's, it's really a passion. 
And that's who I really am. I mean, those are the two things that I've done that I am proudest of and enjoy the most. Fantastic. Shelly, we'll dive more in about the the state too and the Freddies because it is just, it's such an event. So exciting. Shelly, you mentioned your background in TV and getting to the state. Can you tell Mm -hmm. us a little more about your path to where you are now? Well, let's see. Uh, When I got out of college, my first job was a, you probably don't know this, was a juvenile probation officer. I definitely Um, did not know that. (laughs) I graduated a a semester early. I was going to go to law school. I started out as an acting major and that lasted in college and that lasted about a week because I have no performance talent whatsoever and was in school with all these incredibly talented types like you. And I was like, no, this is not the right place for me. So, uh, but anyway, so I was one of those people who had a semester, ended up doing a job of um, a probation officer. And which, and th- I also had adults in my caseload as well. But what that did, it's interesting how as you go through your path, and you're probably noticing this too, is that everything you do, whether you think it matters at the time, or whether you think it's going to have st- anything, you're going to learn anything from it. You learn from everything. And one of my jobs was to make recommendations about people when they had been adjudicated guilty. One of my jobs was to learn everything there could, that you could learn about them and make a recommendation to the judge of what their sentence should be. So that was really how I started interviewing people. You know, I would, and I had carte blanche to talk to anybody. I would talk to the, the perpetrator, obviously, but I would talk to mothers, fathers, spouses, friends, anybody, and get this picture of who this person was and why this person did what this person did. It was the ultimate find the backstory, you know, and and then I would, you know, make the recommendation to the judge and the judge and I got to be really good friends. And and he always took my recommendations. And I did that for about three years. And then um, I left that. And um, then I had a, a, a baby. And I mean, I left that that part of my life, you know, but I loved the interviewing. I loved the stories. I loved the stories. And then. After I had one of the, I had my first child at the time that Lamaze childbirth was very popular and new. And I went through the Lamaze program and it wasn't all, to me, it wasn't all moonlight and roses. I thought it was a lot more complicated. You know, you kind of went in and thought, well, if I just go, you know, it'll be fine. So I went to the local public television station. I made an appointment and I said, I think you guys should do a show about Lamaze childbirth. And I was just, I watched public television. I love public television. Um, I've never seen a show about Lamaze's childbirth. And I think you should do a show about that. It's just a thought, you know, I met with the program director and he said, thank you very much. Goodbye, you know, goodbye. And then about a week later, he called me and he said, we're going to start doing these things called pledge drives on public television between the shows and and he said, and we don't really have anybody to do that. And he said, do you think you could do that? We're, we're going to go on between the shows. It's a volunteer thing. You know, we need you to go on and just say why you should give money to the public television station. And do you think you could do that? And I thought, well, you know, yeah, I guess, you know, so I started doing that and I did that for 20 years, you know, and then picked up more and more responsibilities along the way. And started doing 
more shows. I would, I would host shows. I had, um, you know, like, um, I don't know what the format, like Oprah type formats. I would do shows, medical shows. I would do all kinds of different shows, always questioning, interviewing and learning about people. The first real documentary I ever did was with Fred Rogers, Mr. Rogers, who had a profound effect upon my life. He was wonderful to me and, and just treated me we just got along beautifully and stayed in touch um, for years and years and years. Whenever he would come to the area, I would always see him and he was great. And then I did more things like that and more things like that. And then many, many years later, that's what I was doing when the state theater came to me and said, do you think you could run a theater? Cause we're really, we're going to go under, do you think you could do it? And I said, I've never run a theater. I don't know how to run a theater. (laughs) And they said, well, we need somebody who would you give it a try because otherwise we're going to close. So I figured I can't really screw it up that badly. You know, (laughs) I mean, if it goes, nobody's going to blame me, you know? So I was ready for a change and I had done TV shows about the state theater, but I had never run a theater and, but you know, the rest is history. I learned the hard way and everybody was great to me and, and the community was very supportive and I learned, you know, and but so many and then 10 years into that was when I found out about this that other theaters did these high school musical things and I thought well it should be a tv show it should just be a tv show that's what it should be and so the two you know and I knew how to do that and so you know it all just kind of that's the one thing you know you as I just said to you you know you think when you're doing something sometimes like what a total waste of time this is you know I hate I don't like this I'm not learning anything from it you know you learn from everything you learn how to do things and more importantly you learn sometimes what not to do you know the mistakes making mistakes firsthand is the best education there is people can tell you to their blue in the face you know which all parents do uh, what you shouldn't do, but until you really experience things yourself and say, Oh, you know, that's how you learn. So that's the story. It's kind of a, why I love that. You know, it's so, there, there is so much there. It's something that's been so neat about these interviews with the people that I already knew, because it's been a mix of people I haven't met. And I, and I know I'm always learning things about the person that I never knew. Like mm-hmm. I had no idea about that whole yeah. path starting in the juvenile detention. Like that's fascinating. And you're right. That's such an important note that every aspect of the adventure of life plays into everything else. And you can always learn and they can always feed one another. And it doesn't seem like it when you're young. It really doesn't. You think, oh, I just want to get this going. I know what I want. You know, I know even if you don't know what you want, you know, you think, well, I would never do that job or I would never, you know, and everything just becomes part of learning. And, and, it, and it also, I think I, I, you either have curiosity or you don't. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, in, in the world of TV or the world of theater and the, the world in general, if you're really curious and you're curious about people and you're interested in people and what makes them tick, it, it really helps a lot, you know, to, because you, you look at things from a different perspective, not just your own, you know, when you, the other directors who uh, had been in charge of the state theater 
and there had been four, three, I'm sorry, three. And uh, they had brought what they thought was they were going to teach the community what art was, you know, what theater was and bring in the finest of dance, the person who preceded me, symphony and dance and all those kinds of things, because that's what they were skilled in and far more skilled than I. I mean, I had never booked a show or anything. I mean, TV, yeah, but not a theater show. I mean, and, and, and you know, I certainly have no fine arts training. And so they did, you know, and they would present all this stuff and people didn't come to see it. Everything lost money because you can't define you know, if you can't make people come see something they aren't interested in. And, and so, you know, it doesn't really matter that much to me what actually is on the stage of a show. Because, it, but if a, if a house full of people has come to see it, that's what they want. You know, that's what entertains them. There, I can't book, for example, only things I like we'd go out of business. I mean, you know, and, and I mean, it just, it, you have to listen and see what people want. It's any kind of, you know, marketing or sales. It's like that. You can't force it on people. And, and there had been just decades of trying to present things that people didn't have that much interest in seeing. And so a lot of people turned their noses up when I got there because I booked things that no one had ever booked that were really like, circus acts you know literally and people would be like oh you know well guess what the theater was full and and you know and it and you it was very entertaining and joyful to people that wanted to see it we still do wonderful productions you know that are that are fine arts and that are are you know a lot of broadway and things that you know but like opera we tried every way to Sunday to sell opera. Everybody said they wanted opera, but people don't come and support the opera. And the real opera buffs say, well, I go to New York. You're just close enough, yeah. And Mm -hmm. so, and I'll say, but this is a wonderful opera company and it's right here, right in your, you know. You know, so you can't, you have to listen to people and, Mm. and, maybe try to present to describe something in an appealing way and, and make it sound interesting. But if you can't, if you can't do that and they don't come, then that's not working, you know? And Mm -hmm. when I first got there, I said, what we're going to do at first is just book things that we know we can kind of, where we can guess we can fill the house, you know, real pop entertainment. And then we'll work our way, you know, up. we still do that. We still do that because that's what people want to see. They want to feel good. They want to come and have a great night. They want to, especially, well, I hope when we start up again, you know, especially when times are tough, people want to feel good. They want to feel better. They want to feel joyful or inspired. And even, even a, a tragedy can be inspiring in its Mm -hmm. performance and it's, you know, the music or whatever, but it's just, it's, you don't ever, I don't think you don't, I don't think you're successful if you don't listen to other people, what they, what they want. How many businesses have you gone into where you think, oh my God, this business was such a great idea. And this dope who's behind the counter couldn't care less than is, you know. So many. Yeah. And, and you think, boy, this is a shame because it's a great product, but nobody in the store cares, you know, and that kind of thing. So again, it, 
all those paths just led me to be there. I don't, I don't think, um, this is a terrible thing to say. I don't think that artists are necessarily the best people to run businesses either. They're a different, they're talent. They, they're other brained, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, they're not as adept at selling it and pitching it because they know it's a gift and they know it's wonderful and they don't really know how to like, well, of course you want to come see this. Why wouldn't you want to come see this? And there's a lot of people that are like that with their venues, you know, and mm-hmm. so it's a people business. Yeah. And being well-rounded, you're so well-rounded by the time you got to the state theater that you were ready for all those various aspects. Well, and everybody knew in the whole theater world, because it's a very small world, that the state theater had this woman there that knew nothing, knew oh, nothing. Interesting. You know, <laughs> I like had a cheat me sign on, you know, on, I mean, it, it was like, ooh, we got somebody there who doesn't know anything. So I made a lot of mistakes, but that's the other thing. You know, you got to give yourself permission sometimes to learn that, you know, not to try to pretend to be the world's biggest expert because oh. nobody is. Nobody is. No. And especially now, who the heck? I mean, I mean, I was on television when there were like four channels, you know, I mean, <laughs> I, mean I, I mean, it's just crazy. The world has changed so fast. It is. It is. Absolutely. And what you said about artists, like I tell any, any person who hasn't graduated yet, who asked me about being a performer in New York, I say, get the business classes. Like you can be so talented, but if you're going broke while you're trying to make it, you're, there, there's no life yeah. for you there. So yeah. yeah, it is. It's so important to have that, that base of just being, like you said, a people person and in the world, like being aware of more than just that one track. Yes, absolutely. And that applies to any business, but yeah. yes, you're right. For sure. So Shelly, you had, you mentioned a little bit here and there about the, uh, the last year and a half plus with the pandemic. How has that changed for you other than the obvious of the state being closed for a good time? But I know that you still got the Freddies in and you made it happen. So I'd we love tried. to hear a little bit about that. We tried. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't what it is, you know. But you know, I, I was so impressed with what you did. Well, thank you. But, you know, what's best about it is when you get everybody together, which, of yeah. course, you know, we couldn't do. But um, surprisingly, I mean, the pandemic's been terrible. I mean, we business stopped. I mean, we couldn't, we closed. But surprisingly, the gift of it was that the community kind of went, holy cow, do we ever need the state theater? And we want to make sure that the state theater is going to come back. So people have been amazingly supportive of us. I mean, donating money, continuing to be members, um, just saying we're waiting for you to reopen. I mean, no negativity no negativity. And in today's world, you know, when pretty much anything can foster negativity, you know, the comments and things on online, and things like that, nothing, nothing, just all positive. Like, when are you coming back? We want you to come back. So everybody's eagerly awaiting the reopening as, as are we, but it's, we don't know what to expect in many ways. You know, we don't know how comfortable people are going to be inside they're clearly happy to be outside. They're partying like crazy people. But indoors is another story. And, you know, a lot can happen in the next few weeks. Um, I don't know. We'll see. You know, it's going to be a different sort of adventure. But um, and I'm not expecting full houses in the beginning. You know, we again, 
we have to learn from this, how to do this and start again. You know, the first few shows are going to be general admission with a limit of 500 seats so we can get a feel, you know, walk before we run and do that kind of thing. So it, it's, it's, it's an experiment, but, but never, never did I think in the time we were closed that we were not going to survive because it was obvious that people wanted the theater to, to live. And so, so far, so good. Wonderful. And to people, like if anyone's listening from the Easton area or just far enough that maybe you haven't been to Easton, the whole town really has yes. become such a community and Lehigh Valley as a whole. But I love seeing you know, such a plethora of restaurants now and there's bookstores and coffee shops and yeah. you can walk along the river. It's a great place to spend a whole evening. So once the state opens, you can just make a whole weekend day evening yeah. out of yeah. it. And a ton of apartments now since you've, yes. I mean, lots and lots of apartments, no availability. There's another beautiful project going in along the river, a great big, you know, apartments and retail and, and, and uh, offices and kind of a gateway from New Jersey to, because Easton's only, as you know, about 45 minutes, less than an hour from the tunnel. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, a lot of people in Easton work in New York. You know, and, yes, and yes. so there's a lot, it's, it's an easy place to get to, but Easton's a super cool town. It always was, but it got way cooler about three or four years ago when developers started developing all these buildings and making these yes. parts, everything. It's really changing. I'm completely fascinated way. by it. Yes. Yeah. In a good way. In such mm-hmm. a great way. Yeah. Well, Shelly, speaking of good things and good news, what examples would you like to share of people you've worked with or in your own life of positive effects of what the state or the Freddies have has had on people have had on people. I mean, I can, I can give 10 examples just because I've lived through being a part of the Freddies and you, but I'd love to hear a story or two. Well, I think people, um, people who come to shows very oftentimes will um, just talk to me after or write a note afterward about what the show meant to them or, you know, and how, and the back, again, people's stories, their backstory, you know, because not everybody's there to celebrate or to just enjoy an evening. A lot of people are there to remember someone or to escape sadness or illness or, and it can be the most meaningful thing and a small kindness, you know, Oftentimes people will um, ask us if we can, if they can meet the artist, which isn't generally under our control. I mean, we can ask, um, but, you know, and you get a lot of personal requests about things and it can be, it can be like kind of annoying sometimes. It really can. And you, you forget that everybody's got a story, you know, not everybody is just wanting an autograph they can sell on eBay. You know, sometimes it's because, they'll bring a picture of their father or their mother with the person. And, um, you know, we had a, a family that was coming to see a show and right before the show, the father died and the family came. And I just thought, I hope they don't mind this, but I mentioned them, you know, in my curtain speech that they were there and that I knew their father was there in spirit. And, you know, that it meant it was a small thing. It was nothing, you know, but it meant the world to them. And that's the thing about, about 
all those stories, all those, all those people and all those, um, you know, people who bring their child to something. And if you take a moment and talk to the, the child or take a picture, uh, you know, and they, they never forget that, you know, so many children see their first show and are inspired by it. And some of them never forget it. And they go, I, one of my board members brought his three-year-old granddaughter to Peter Pan decades ago, and she ended up going into theater. And it was because it's the first time she ever saw a show. She never, you know, she never forgot it. The, um, the Freddies, the, the best example is really just that when we started it, my vision was that it would, it would increase people's, um, enthusiasm for local high school theater but what it really turned into was something very different it and and I think you you know this better than anybody it really turned into a community of of people that in some cases I mean you were a star when you came to the Freddies you were a lead role person and you could sing and dance and but there's a lot of there's a lot of students that are in the show that don't have any other thing that they're part of in high school. And, you know, a lot of people would never have thought to come out for it, but for the Freddies, you know, just to be part of it. And then they're instantly in a peer group, you know, that maybe they weren't in scholarship or they weren't in athletics or they weren't, but they're part of the show and part of that cat, you know, they're, whether they're, you know, running sound or a chorus person or whatever. I mean, they're not never going to go into theater, but they're bonded to all these other students who are in this peer group now that they're close. And there's this really great community that's been, that's been formed. I mean, you, one of the best things that's happened to me in this pandemic was I got a call from two guys that were in the Freddies and know you Yep, I, 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 he sent me the link. I saw the interview. I'll have to post it in here. I loved that. I mean, just to be connected and to be, you know, to have those connections. Social media helped that. I say a lot of negative yeah. about social media, but the positive of social media is mm-hmm. how connected the kids are and stay. And remember, it is such a happy time and such a happy night. And in the beginning, you would remember this because you were in the first year, you know, the the beginning of the Freddies. There was criticism about when I wanted to do it, you know, that it's a contest and you're going to pit these kids against each other and they're going to, it's just competition. It's not, a well, it has turned into a celebration that yes, there are awards, but when you're there, it's almost forgotten the joy that everybody's feeling being together and celebrating the same experience and the same. And yeah, there are awards there are, but, but it's a, it's a celebration of everybody. And we try really hard and have kept to the mantra. My mantra with it has always been every decision that's made is what's best for the kids. What is best for the kids. And we stuck to that. And I think it's mattered because, you know, if people want to, you know, a sponsor wants to put product on the kit, you know, things like that. We, and we try not to do that. And yes, people are nominated and they, they have their moment and people receive the award and that's great, but the celebration is for everybody. And, uh, and it's about excellence and we've stuck to that too. And look what happened. Things got a lot more excellent all the way around. Yes. Yes, it kept growing and growing and getting better, not better, better, bigger and bigger. And 
Yes. Well, and it's hard. It's hard work to be excellent. It's really mm-hmm. hard. And, you know, to go to a celebration of, of shows. And I sit a lot of the times at the rehearsals behind kids who are mm-hmm. watching other kids perform. And they make me laugh because they'll look at each other and they'll go, that was really good. You know, like when they watch another school's performance and sometimes they'll say things like, oh, wow, that was so much better than what we did, you know? And, and no, I mean, it's adorable because there are, it's hard work to be really, really, really good. And not everybody wants to do that or can do that. And so it isn't just stand up and sing a song and get the award. It's, it's about the work. And, and uh, the, I always say to the kids that are in the opening number, although I probably didn't the first year because we were all just flying blind, but <laughs> I, I say to them now, you know, we could have put you out here and just sing a song, but that's not what this is about. This is, you're going to get a hand at the end of this number, you know, that us uh, rousing standing ovation that you will never forget. And you'll know how hard you worked to get there. It was hard, really hard, but it was worth it. And, you know, that's a, that's a lesson in itself that a lot of people never learn in their life. They just look at other people and go, oh, they had it easy or, you know, they don't understand, you know, as a performer, the performers that come to our theater and they come and they do a show, they've been working for decades and decades and they rehearse and they never stop. That's how they got that good and how they stay that good. There's so many people with talent, but the ones that work hard, some people are lucky, but all in all, the hard, it's hard work, hard work and a lot of sore muscles and sore yeah. throats, and, you know, but it's hard. It doesn't come easy. And I think no matter what um, field the kids go into, they will know at least, you know, from this experience that it wasn't just a gimme, you know, it was hard but it was great. Yeah. And that's something you just said where, well, no matter what field they go into, mm-hmm. and that's something that's so special about theater in general, but speak specifically about the Freddies is that, that opening number group, it's, is it still four, four students from every school get sent to do the opening yeah. number, right? Yeah. Okay. And most so, of them are never going to go into theater. Yes, exactly. No. But they are giving up their free time from high school to rehearse for multiple days over multiple weeks, spending hours and hours at the state. Yep. I did it too. I never felt like it was work. Were we working hard? Oh yeah. But it was we hot. loved it so, so much. Hot. It yeah. was so hot. <laughs> yeah. It's always so hot. <laughs> it is. But it was so fun. And that community, we all you wouldn't have known that none of us knew each other before that, before right. we got there. By the yeah. next day, it wasn't yeah. by the end of the Freddies. It was by That's the next exactly day right. we already looked. Yeah. And That's that exactly work it. ethic, that community and relationship building, those are qualities that that pay off in every and any mm-hmm. job that anyone mm-hmm. will take. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it's hard to be excellent. It's hard. And, and that's a good lesson to learn in life. And a lot of people don't learn it anymore. You know, people want things quickly and easily. I sound like an old, you know, hag saying that, but <laughs> no, but it's true though. It is true though. And kids tell me that all the time, you know, send me emails and talk about how much work it was, but how, how it paid off and how much fun it turned out to be. So 
it's a great experience. And, and, and it's, it's the most important thing that I think that we do at the theater. You know, Shelly, my last question is, do you have any quotes or mantras that you find yourself saying a lot? And you just said one that was so good that it is hard to be excellent. And I love that. But is there anything else that you wanted to, to leave us with? I think um, you were probably too young to remember, but there was a political uh, campaign. But, um, Bill Clinton's political campaign was the mantra they had was it's the economy, stupid focus on the economy. And with the theater, when I took over, I mean, it was a mess. And I just kept saying, it's the theater, you know, not stupid. It's the theater. It's the theater. It's the theater. Focus on the, you know, what the theater is. And in terms of the community understanding, it's the theater, you know, and, and um, I mean, that can be very, it can be, when I meet with people who want to do things there, I always say to them, what's the one thing that you want people to come away with from this event Mm -hmm. or this show, or what's the one thing? Because we tend to be very broad strokes about everything. That's what I was getting at, I guess, is, is just, it's very helpful to be able to focus in life and in work about what's the one thing I want to leave people with. What's the one goal, the one, the easy or the main thing, because people usually have a, 10 things they want to accomplish. But what's the one thing? And also, um, my very favorite is just the, it's overdone now, but I've always said it about the theater. And one of the ways we worked so hard to build things was purpose and kindness, those two things. And they are never, ever wasted. Always the most important thing about anything, purpose and kindness. Um, people need they need both. And, and we have to remember that. Well, you have absolutely brought that to the state mm-hmm. and the community. Mm-hmm. And uh, Shelly, thank you so much. And we can follow the state on all social media at state theater with an R E R E A. The right? fancy way. Uh, yes. no, dot org state dot org for the website. And then on social media at state yes. theater PA. Okay. Yep. Thanks Katie. Wonderful. Thank I you so, so much having this time with you. Oh, and, I, I so appreciate it. And what kind of puppy did you uh, get? Oh, <laughs> we rescued. We think she's a golden and Jack Russell mix. Oh boy. A Jack Russell. Oh yeah. boy. I always, uh, they're smarter than we are. They, she is proving that for sure. She's got the warmth and the face of a golden, but she definitely has those aspects of a Jack Russell. And you also got a puppy. What kind? Uh English bulldog and beagle. Oh, and that must be. She's adorable. We always had bulldogs and they have okay. so many health problems. So we thought, well, a beagle bulldog will be easier. <laughs> no. <laughs> the nose, the nose, you know, she's very smart oh. and very fast. And, uh, but she's fabulous, of course. <laughs> they do bring a lot of love to your life, don't they? Yes, they do. Yes, they do. <laughs> a lot of activity, but yeah. I, I can't wait to meet him, her. Your her, yes, Olive. Mm-hmm. Olive, her. well, Olive, a hug for me and a hug to you, honey. And thank you so much for having me on. Thanks so much for listening to Be the Good with Kate Cherichello. Whether you're listening on YouTube or via podcast, it would mean the world if you liked, subscribed, and or left a review. You heard about the good? Now go out and be the good in your life this week. If you have stories of good news that need to be shared, please send me a message. Thanks again and have a great week.